Hello and welcome to our teaching series that we've titled Education in the Church. Education in the Church. And this series consists of uh, various short reflections on uh, the twin uh, my, of my passion that is education and church. I'm so fired up about using educational ideas and strategies to create environments where people uh, uh, grow and develop and reach their full potential in Jesus. And we mentioned that the goal of this series is to present to you a simple framework that is biblically or theologically sound as well as pedagogically or educationally sophisticated that is helpful uh, for your own ministry endeavors as a church leader as a as a um, uh, you know leader of a group or a, a ministry group whatever you may be involved in as a discipler it's very helpful for you to see a, a brief uh, overview of how you can uh, invest in other peoples in such a way that you would see a fruitful uh, outcomes to your investment. And we mentioned that we're going to look at three series within the big series. We're going to look at several um, reflections on uh, the biblical background for education uh, within the church. We're going to look about uh, some historical, um, you know, implementation of this biblical ideal, and we're going to look at some pedagogical or educational theory and strategies that would enable us uh, to implement God's desire of multiplying Jesus-like disciples. So in the biblical arena, uh, we're going to look at the priority of educating and developing and equipping people. We're going to look at the purpose of that, and we're going to uh, look at the process. However, for the next few uh, reflections, we're going to only focus on the priority, the biblical priority for developing people, educating people, uh, and equipping people uh, in the church. And in order to explain this priority, we're going to look at three uh, diverse ideas the mandated Great Commission. Uh, we're going to look at how this education and development uh, strategies have uh, been illustrated in the early church in the book of Acts. And then we're going to look at the uh, epistle of, of Paul to the Ephesians and see that Christ gifted teachers and pastors and leaders in the church uh, to implement the work uh, of the Great Commission. So allow me to start by uh, indicating uh, the various aspects and dimensions of the Great Commission. As you probably are aware, uh, the Great Commission records for us Jesus' uh, purpose statement for his followers throughout all ages. Uh, after his death and resurrection and before his ascension, Jesus gathered with his followers and entrusted an assignment to them uh, that was to guide their practice for the rest of his, uh, for their life. And uh, it's recorded for us in Matthew chapter 28. And this is what Jesus said to the disciples. Therefore, 
Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Uh, this is Jesus's priority for his church. And uh, over the years, we have conceptualized the idea of the Great Commission uh, and we use it as if it's a command to evangelize. And that's about it. So we go out and reach out to people that don't know uh, Jesus, which is absolutely true. And it's, uh, it's commanded in here, but it's not uh, the whole deal that Jesus commanded uh, his followers to do. When they heard the idea of make disciples, they recognized that to the Jewish mind, being a disciple of someone was uh, not merely being a convert that accepts assertions and beliefs but it's about resembling. It's about emulating. It's about radiating the very lifestyle of that rabbi, which gets replicated in the follower. So they knew that what Jesus did with them for the last three years, they were also meant to do that for the people uh, that come after them. And, uh, and indeed, Jesus made the scope is saying to the very end of the age. He wanted them to do that over the centuries. And by repercussion, it's our priority uh, to invest in the implementation of the Great Commission. And you might notice here that the Great Commission is not just about evangelism, but it's also about education. It's also about nurture. Uh, let me show you three areas in the Great Commission that speaks of evangelism. One area speaks of evangelism uh, rather clearly, and two areas that can be categorized as education in the church, because discipling, after all, was a Jewish way of education as people grew and became teenagers. They either went and followed their family trade or became disciples of uh, famous uh, rabbis at the time. Uh, so it is an educational system in its core for the Jewish mindset. Look here, it says the first thing, as you are going, therefore go, but most uh, uh, commentators explain that that term, it's as you are going, like it's it's a lifestyle. As you're doing life, make disciples. That's the command. That's the mandate. So the first thing in uh, going here, and uh, again, as it shows itself in in the uh, book of Mark, the biography of Jesus according to Mark, it's about uh, uh, evangelizing. It's about preaching the gospel to all nations. It's about sharing the good news of being a new creation in Christ. It's coming to Jesus who doesn't just take our sins and give us uh, and gives us his righteousness. In fact, he gives us his DNA so that we could live the very life being the image of God that we were created uh, to bear. So the first aspect is discovering Jesus is helping people discover Jesus. 
The second aspect is baptizing those converts uh, and teaching them. It's belonging to a family, to God's family. That's what baptism was all about. It's also dying to the old self because in baptism, in the book of Romans, we are told baptism is about dying to our old identity and rising in the newness of life. So they, they, they recognize that they were being made anew. There is a different identity identity that they were embracing a Jesus-like identity. And then here we, we, we hear the, the concept of being taught to obey everything. So that's the educational uh, approach to being developed and obeying what Jesus instructed the believers, his first followers. Within that, uh, that developmental aspect, uh, there is also another aspect. If Jesus has commanded the disciples here to go and make disciples, therefore, one of the aspects of making disciples is simply to replicate and multiply that cycle, which is basically uh, the third component is helping people make disciples. So we often explain it this way. The Great Commission is about helping people discovering Jesus. It's about helping people developing in Jesus. And it's about helping people disciple others for Jesus. Uh, scholars, and I'm going to show you just some ideas from scholars about the Great Commission. So it's not just my ideas. The emphasis of the commission is not on the initial gospel proclamation, but more on the arduous task of nurturing into the experience of discipleship. It's not just about proclaiming the gospel. Again, uh, other scholars, particular Breen, who, uh, who is the leader of the 3DM uh, concept of discipleship, says Western churches do not have a mission or leadership problem, but a discipleship problem. Jesus provided a model for reaching the world, and that is discipling people. The concept of Christianity is so associated with discipleship. Uh, I would dare say evangelism, and forgive me for the terminology if it doesn't sit well with you, but I believe evangelism without discipleship is like giving birth without giving a hoot. It's like giving birth without giving a hoot. It's not nurturing people. It's not allowing them to succeed in their newfound identity as children of God. It's like we're leaving them to their own uh, endeavors and leaving them on their own to stumble through life. Is it any wonder that statistics tell us that the, the new converts, the, the born-again Christians in the Western worlds do not resemble the life of Christ and many authors and researchers cried out and say, how come we are bringing converts, but they're not being developed into Christ's likeness, which is the goal of Christianity? Well, the idea is we need with evangelism education. We need with evangelism and conversion, we need development. We need with evangelism, we need nurture. And that's the biblical priority for education in the church. And in the next uh, uh, few sections, I'm going to show you two other aspects of uh, the priority of education in the church based on the New Testament. Thanks so much for being with us. We're looking forward to being with you again in our next session. God bless you. 